As Russian troops amass on the border of Ukraine, all eyes are on Eastern Europe. Over the course of Putin's 22-year reign, the U.S. has lost footing in the Middle East to Russia in many countries. With this looming crisis and potential war, fears about the flow of natural gas and oil reverberate globally. An example and testament to how, in a globalized world, no conflict is strictly regional. Hello, this is Rami Yakub. I am the executive director of the Tahrir Institute for Middle East Policy, also known as TIMEP. Today, I'm joined by Demitar Bechov. Demitar is a non-resident senior fellow at the Atlantic Council Europe Center and a visiting scholar at Carnegie Europe. He has written extensively about Russia's foreign policy, the EU, and energy security. Most recently, he authored a wonderful piece for TIMEP, Making Sense of Russia's Growing Relationship with Egypt. Demitar, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. You previously written about the ideological convergence of Russia and some of the more autocratic countries of the Middle East. How has this alignment shaped Russia's approach to the region? Russia is a firm believer, or shall I say Russian elite, uh, are firm believers in state sovereignty and also in the idea of the strong state. So when the Arab Spring uh, took place, uh, Russia was, was a skeptic. And likewise, uh, when uh, authoritarian governments gained ground in the region, it uh, instinctively aligned uh, itself with them, um, making a lot of geopolitical and economic gains uh, in the process. So uh, Russia is on the same length wavelength with many of those regimes. It's suspicious of, of foreign meddling uh, and also has um, this idea that the West is behind the wave of democratization, which is threatening Russia as well. Although, uh, as, as a caveat, uh, Russia is different from the Soviet Union in the old days. There was a strong ideological component to Soviet foreign policy. Russia is much more pragmatic and driven by interests rather than uh, ideological commitments. So that has to be taken into account as well. Oh, that's great. Um, so over the last few weeks, we've seen the United States reportedly lean on allies in the Middle East, uh, like Egypt and Saudi Arabia, to exert pressure on Russia to de-escalate the uh, tensions in Ukraine. What role, uh, if any, uh, does the region play in such a seemingly far-off conflict? I don't think there'll be a, any direct involvement because geography is, is, is important. They're far away from the theater of reflection. Uh, one regional player that is very relevant to the situation in Ukraine is actually Turkey, which of course has connections to both the Middle East and, and Eastern Europe and the Black Sea region. We saw uh, President Recep Tayyip uh, Erdogan visiting uh, Kiev on uh, the 3rd of February and trying to uh, show his support for the Ukrainians, but at the same time offer his services as a go-between uh, based on his relationship with Putin and, and Russia in general. But uh, then um, again, it's incumbent on the West and the Biden administration in particular, finding the right uh, balance with, with, with the Russians and finding a geopolitical deal on security in Eastern Europe, not just on, on Ukraine. Then there'll be scope for others to join in Turkey, but also possibly other Middle Eastern players who, of course, have developed this um, close relationship with uh, with Russia over the past decade or so. Uh, thank you for that answer. 
quick question. Do you think the Middle East will play any role in the energy security for Europe um, in the, the worst case scenario? Well, of course, I mean, one uh, alternative to pipeline gas, for instance, uh, is uh, liquefied natural gas. And some of the big producers are in the Middle East and North Africa. I mean, Qatar has um, grown over the years as a, as a big exporter. Uh, also, Algeria uh, is, is involved uh, in, in North Africa. Uh, some of the demand uh, in case of a disruption of, of Russian supplies will be directed towards the Middle East. So there's, there is definitely a, a role. I hope we won't get uh, into such a situation and it will be, um, I mean, the market will be driven by supply and demand, not a political consideration, but I'm sure on the back of many policymakers' minds, uh, especially in Europe, um, the question of alternatives and what happens if there's major disruption of gas flow is, is, uh, features very prominently. Yeah, we all hope for a, uh, a de-escalation and a solution to this crisis. Um, Demitar Bechev, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, make sure you check out uh, Demitar's articles and great analysis everywhere. Thank you, Demitar. Thank you, Rami.